The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. episode of Retro Pop. It's me, the vampire himself, Johnny Townsend, and I'm joined by my ghoul, Matt Johnson. Sorry, I was trying to, I was trying to imitate, what's his name? Egad? Yeah, Egad, yeah. E-Gad. What's going on, everybody? Johnny, how you doing, man? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing just dandy. I am ready for spooky month i watched <laughs> the i know this is bragging but i watched hocus pocus last night so i am raring to go only movie i got left to watch in my yearly list of halloween movies that i watch every year in october is Ernest scared stupid and i always put oh, that off vintage. until i always put that off until did we do that for october last october or would you just we just do the uh we did Ernest. we just did Ernest. okay yep or jim varney we just did jim varney yeah okay. jim varney yeah that's right uh, so uh, the, the, so I've watched those and I've watched Nightmare Before Christmas. And um, so I am rearing to go here. I'm very excited to discuss one of my favorite video game franchises. Uh, this is because this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite video game character, uh, getting a starring role for once, Luigi's Mansion, man. Ooh. Luigi's Mansion. I'm very excited to talk about this. I'm a lady. So let's, so let's just get into our personal history. With Luigi's mention. Okay, so I have a, I think I've said it on here before. I have a history of liking the main character, but for whatever reason, it's his, it's that main character's uh, best pal or the guy or the person who's always got their back, the loyal friend that I always kind of gravitate to and becoming my favorite. You know, uh, Lord of the Rings is a great example. Uh, you know, uh, Samwise Gamgee is my favorite character out of there. Yeah. Uh, I love Frodo, love Frodo, but Samwise is, is the man, you know, literally I can't carry it, but I can carry you brings me to tears every time I see it. It's a beautiful line. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful line. Yeah. And uh, I've been watching, uh, I don't watch a lot of Japanese anime and I probably even pronounced that incorrectly, but uh, I've recently been watching uh, Naruto Shippuden or however you want to pronounce that 500 episodes of this thing. And I'm, almost at episode 400 because i'm just hooked on it but it has so many characters that kind of do the same thing 
where there are all these awesome side characters who help Naruto out, you know, uh, and these high stakes of the world ending type thing. So, and, a re- and they'll sacrifice their lives and such for him. And it just, you know, really moves me. So I love these kind of characters. But there's one guy to me, Matt, who has always symbolized this, and that is Mario's brother, Luigi. From day one of playing the very first Mario Brothers game on my Nintendo Entertainment System when I was like five years old or whatever, uh, I was kind of mad if I was first player because I didn't get to be Luigi. You know, you didn't get to choose who you wanted to be in that game. If you're a first player, you're Mario. If you're a second player, you're Luigi. And I always wanted to be Luigi, despite the fact in those games, literally, it's just a color swap. It's the same sprite. It's, it's, he doesn't look remotely different. And it's and I grew up with the cartoon, and I would watch it too. And the, I guess we'll call it a movie. I've seen it too. <laughs> uh, but it's just that. I've always felt like he got snubbed a little bit, despite the fact that Luigi has always been easy to scare. But despite the fact that he's scared, if his if someone he cares about's in trouble, or if his brother needs him by his side, he goes anyway, despite the fact that he does not want to. Right. And that and that to me, that's a that is true brotherhood. That is true friendship. You know, right there, when you know somebody needs you and you got to do something that you just really don't even want to do. That's that's pretty big. And that is Luigi in a nutshell. Uh, do you think he wants to go do all this? I mean, that poor princess gets kidnapped all the time. And but, you know, she's kind of Mario's. They got a weird relationship, but she's kind of Mario's uh, significant other in a way, I guess. In a way, she kind of he's like. He's like a simp, and as, as the kids say nowadays, and uh, he's, I think, listen. Yes, I, queen. I, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's been friend zoned. All right. I do too. Uh, he's, he's just that, that's just, that's just him. That's just, that's just who he is, apparently. So. But, but you know, it's always Mario who wants to save her. And Luigi always goes with it because when well, he is friends with, with the princess, but you know, it's cause he wants to help his brother. Yeah. He's and, a wingman. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm trying. I'm sorry for those. For those, if you live under a rock for the last forty years of your life and you have no idea who Mario, Super Mario is, this is my best way of explaining it to you. <laughs> I'm yeah. just trying to. I'm trying to humanize him. Yeah, Mario, a man who's been friend zoned, <laughs> uh, is always, despite that fact, is always there for the princess, and uh, I can relate to that pretty hardcore uh that's my high school and college career in a nutshell (laughs) same same my friend same uh and so you would think i'd have a lot more common with mario really and i do i mean even down to a physical stance as if i just need a mustache uh but i just always have loved luigi because he really could just be like you know what screw this i'm just gonna go home you know but he doesn't he doesn't he always is by his brother's side helping his brother out or helping friends out And so when I found out that for that, he was going to, we're going to get into this obviously, but that he was getting his own game. And on top of that, it was going to be kind of a mixture of having Luigi as almost like a ghostbuster. Yeah. Oh man. Freaking sign me up. Oh, that's two of your favorite things right there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just two worlds colliding that couldn't be more perfect for me. So I very excited. And thankfully, all there's been three of the games and we'll we'll cover them, but all three of them to me, including this last one for the Switch, 
uh, which I adore, uh, have all been good, in my opinion. So, uh, man, I've always loved these games, and I'm very excited to talk about them. What about you? All right. Well, I'm very much in the same boat that you are, you know, Johnny. I've always liked uh, sidekick characters. I've always, like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody loves Batman. But yeah, it's like, but I'm a Nightwing what? dude. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Nightwing, Robin. I want to see Robin go and be that guy. Um, everybody loved, you know, there's so many like tandems in, in, in pop culture history. There's, uh, cap and Bucky. Well, I'm a little intrigued by Bucky. Um, there's the rockers, Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, right? Shawn Michaels throws him through head first through the barbershop glass window. And I'm like, you know what? Good for Marty Jannetty. And obviously that didn't work out so well for him. However, (laughs) I've always liked the side character, the one that people just, the the attention so much on. Edge and Christian, big Christian guy. Huge I'm a big Christian, Christian guy. guy. Christian's yeah. a top te- uh, top five or top ten. Uh, yeah. Depending same. on the day of the week, you ask me. Um, Hardy uh, Brothers, uh, Matt. I'm a Matt Hardy guy. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just, uh, just, and he's never, yeah, he's never been, you know, put as big mainstream as. As Jeff. Yeah, exactly. So um, always been a big sidekick, uh, secondary character proponent. That's always been been my mo. So when I remember this, yeah, when did this game come out? Two thousand one, two thousand two. Yep, something like that. Um, when I seen it announced, I wasn't a game a Nintendo guy at that point. We, my family was strictly uh, PlayStation, right? PS one. Uh, we had just gotten a PS two. We wasn't gonna buy a second console, but I was aware I had friends who had GameCubes, and. That was, I reckon, say it was one of the launch titles, but it was one of the very first titles that were released for uh, the GameCube. And I was elated. I was like, you know, good for Luigi. And the concept is really cool because at that point, I know Mario had ventured off into kart racing and Smash Bros and all this stuff, but a ghost, a Ghostbuster type game, like that's right up my alley. And then you go yeah. see the, you go see the trailers, and the visuals are actually really. Really astounding. And I think they hold up very well to this day. The original one. They do. They hold up very well. The coloring's cool. The atmosphere is unique. I remember this is one of my finest memories at a Toys R Us. But they had uh, the Toys R Us by my place. The front left area of the store had the game section. And they had a demo area. And I remember my parents were there one day. They were going shopping for, uh, I don't know, somebody's birthday, Christmas. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go play Luigi's Mansion. And I did. I sat, I stood there for half an hour and played Louise, Luigi's Mansion. I was like, this is amazing. And of course, naturally, the first thing I asked is, hey, Dad, can we get a GameCube so I can, so I can get this game? And he goes, no. But <laughs> naturally, no. But, um, you know, later in life, uh, you know, just within the last two years, I finally bought a GameCube for myself. Very affordable console still to this day. And one of the first games I grabbed was Luigi's Mansion. I think it was more expensive than the console that I yeah, bought. It's, it's starting to get up there, yep. but it was, it was worth it. It was great. It was, you know, still fun. I played in the, I said, I played in the dark and I had just a good, just good time. Little, little chills. But I, again, I just like the, it was such a unique video gaming experience and I have nothing but good things to say about Luigi's mansion. So yeah. Have you ever um, played the switch one? I haven't. I haven't actually. I, 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 the first, I think the first weekend it dropped, I, I bought it. I was like, wow, there's, there's not like a whole, there's no drop off. There's no drop off. I mean, obviously the first one took you by surprise. So you know what to expect yeah. with the third one, but I, I had fun. I mean, it was great to, to be able to poop and play, you know, I, just to add a little, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? 
That should be the Switch's new motto. <laughs> Hoop and play. I mean, it worked. It was Hoop a spooky play, game, and it was better than my, my pants. So, um, yeah. so yeah, it's it's my favorite of the three. That's just me throwing it out there. I really love that one. I never played the second one, and I was always like, when did the second one come out? But it was just a handheld one, I believe. Yeah, it was 3DS. Yes. Uh, yeah. And All I right. never well, had one of those. All right. So that was our personal history with Luigi and Luigi's Mansion. Let's get into the history of Luigi's Mansion. Okay, we can't talk about Luigi's Mansion without talking about the man himself, Luigi, right? Uh, We've already established here that he is uh one of my favorite characters and anything in pop culture and matt thinks he's pretty sweet as well so let's talk about him a little bit luigi actually first appeared in a game and watch game have you seen any of those matt the game and watch games yes yes i i never held one personally but i have seen clips of it very familiar with game and watch trevor has a couple of them does and they're pretty neat honestly but think of them as um, like a higher end version of those Tiger electronic games. Yes, I was going to say that, which I absolutely adored. Yeah. But, but yeah. A, a higher end version of that. Uh, that's basically what they are. So there's no real color there. And so he actually doesn't even have, he's not even green here. But Luigi appears as the second player in a game and watch game called, of course, Mario Bros. And from since then, he's always been by Mario's side. And of course, then the, the Mario Brothers game that comes out for the Nintendo Entertainment System that we all know that kind of really launched Mario and platforming games really into the stratosphere. Uh, Luigi appears there, and that's when he actually gets his colors, green and white. But it's not until a little game called Super Mario 2 when he kind of starts to come into his own a little bit. Right. He gets his own. Cha- he gets his own look. He doesn't just look like mario with different color suit on now he's taller uh he's you know and he can jump a little higher and i was gonna he's, say he's he's a unique actual character yes, uh, yes. That, that was his thing the jumping and i i loved that i love he's that. not just a clone of mario just with a different color he actually starts getting his own stuff and you're starting a little, little bit of starting to see a little bit of personality with him uh but would Luigi ever really get to shine on his own? I mean, the Mario franchise has definitely been about Mario first and foremost. Even the ones like Mario Kart where other characters are in it. I mean, it's still called Mario Kart, right? Right. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard for a man named Luigi to be the star of Mario. <laughs> yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. It yeah, is tough. For sure. Well, wait, wait, hold sure. on. Isn't it the last name Mario, technically? That is debated. Uh for the longest time, that's what people said. So Mario's full name is technically Mario Mario, and Luigi's name is Lu- Luigi Mario. Yeah. But, uh, man, I, I don't want to pronounce. I'm trying to get around not having to pronounce any Japanese names. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been pretty uh, bad about that lately. So, But the Let's, father of all but the, but the father of all uh, video games and the guy who created, you know, like, he's he's a rock star in my eyes. Uh, but sadly, he has, he's Japanese. And I can't pronounce his name. That's why I'm sad. Not because he's Japanese. The dude is awesome. Uh, but uh, Shigamata, I don't even know why I'm trying. But anyway, you know him. Uh, this guy like created Mario and Zelda and Donkey Kong. I mean, this dude's the freaking man. So, uh, But 
he actually came out and said in an article, I don't remember when it was, but he just said that they don't have last names. It's like they're just it's just Mario and Luigi. So it's either it's either one. It's either Mario Mario or he's just Mario. It's one or the other. It's like women's wrestling in the early twenty tens. Do they just have one name? Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> WWE now. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Do you have a no no no. You're gonna be just Charlotte and you're just gonna be Bailey. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Have a day. <laughs> All right, so, you know, uh, Mario, I mean, uh, Nintendo was doing really well with the Nintendo 64, but it was coming around the time for them to have a new system. And they were developing the Nintendo GameCube. But at the same time of this, they also had the idea to make a game where all the levels kind of took place in one large place, right? Like a large house or a large mansion. And to even test this out, they actually just started throwing in Mario characters in there just to see how it worked, right? And this is kind of the bare-bones start of Luigi's Mansion. And they finally decided, you know what? We can do something with this. Let's make this a GameCube game, and let's really show off what the GameCube can do. And they finally decided that we need the main character. We don't want it to be Mario because we want this to be different. We want this to feel fresh and new and more original than another, just another Mario game. So let's put his brother in the forefront. Let's make it Luigi's mansion. And as the game's getting developed, they start adding new stuff. Like originally there weren't even any ghosts in it. It wasn't anything to do with that. That kind of came along as they were making this game. They're like, let's put some booze in here, man. Let's, uh, let's make this game a little spooky. Let's have them catching ghosts. Uh, let's, how's he going to do it? Obviously, they were, uh, you know, they had seen Ghostbusters, but how can we make this more of a Mario or Luigi version? Let's give them a vacuum cleaner that can do this kind of stuff. You know, it kind of adds to the humor a little bit, but still, you know, still gets the job done because that, that's probably one of the best. Matt, I'm going to go on a limb and say this. All right. I, this may be controversial, but the best vacuum cleaner in any pop culture is the one on the back of Luigi. <laughs> Uh, come at me. Come at me. <laughs> you know what? You're probably right. I would give Marge Simpson's uh, from the Simpsons arcade game a close second. I would put that on there. Yeah, that, yeah. that'd be on the, the Mount Rushmore <laughs> <laughs> video game vacuum cleaners. I'm the here video for game vacuum cleaners. <laughs> Can we just start? All right. We should start writing articles again and just make stupid like the top five vacuums to ever like just list like that. Very clickbaity. The top five vacuum cleaners to ever show up in a video game. Oh, but that I'd click on it. Honestly, I would click on that just out of sheer <laughs> curiosity. Like I have to know what these people think. <laughs> uh, but you know, you were mentioning before, uh, this was actually a launch title for the GameCube. Uh it came out in North America in November 18th, 2001. And it was probably the biggest game that came out as a launch title. And this was one of the weird times where there wasn't a full-fledged Mario game coming out as a launch title for a system for Nintendo. So that was also very strange. They were taking a real risk here, honestly. Yeah. But thankfully, the game comes out, and I'm sure you're going to get to the numbers, so I'm not going to say those, but the game came out and got some awesome reviews, which really helps. And it looked incredible, right? It really does showcase... Uh, what the GameCube can do. Uh, I think you had that, and you had um, Star Wars Rogue S- uh, Squadron, I believe, was the other one. That yes, was- yes, that uh, came out around that time, yep. 
that really showed what the GameCube, those are like your two, like if you had a friend over and they're like, oh, there's a GameCube, uh, what's it look like? Here, oh, let me show you. I'm going to top, I'm going to uh, pop in this ridic- ridiculously small disc. <laughs> right. And, and you know what? And you got to think too, like the GameCube wasn't like this very powerful system, right? It wasn't right. this very powerful system. Uh, it was made to be cheap, ca- cheaper, um, portable in a sense. You can kind of carry it and pack it. Yeah, and go it came anywhere. with a handle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very, you know, very, very portable. So, uh, and it, it, you know, compared to the Xbox and PlayStation 2 at that time, it was, it was, you know, the, the power level was just not there. And it holds up. It, it looks visually better than a lot of PS2 or Xbox games, I would dare say. Yeah, it really helps that a lot of the games on there are very stylized, right? Yes. So that does help a lot. But it's quite a great system, and it's the first time Nintendo went to disc, which was a big deal. Right. They'd been cartridge before that, and kind of stubbornly so. Nintendo has a history of being really stubborn with stuff uh, to this day. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) They do. Thankfully, uh, this came out, and it was a really good game. Uh, So good, in fact, that it sold really well, and got a following luigi himself actually is getting a following i mean he had his own year one year not too long ago even uh but this spawned two sequels yeah luigi's mansion dark moon for the 3ds which is really good by the way uh thankfully i only i got to play that because i never had a 3ds but my nephew did (laughs) and uh and he and i always would play his all the time and i got to play that game because he had it oh how was it compared to the original how was that one Really good, honestly. It's just as good if you ask me. Okay. All right. it's, they do a lot of little Easter eggs in it too. That if you love just the Mario universe, it's it's a lot of fun. You could job with that. Good. Yeah, and and just like all the, I think one thing all three Luigi's Mansions games have in common is its ability to really set a atmosphere, set an atmosphere about it with the music and the visuals it does such a good job because it doesn't look like any other type of mario game at all right it looks very different it does give you this spooky vibe while also not being afraid to be goofy with it correct and it does a really good job of it because that's a fine line honestly you you can either be too goofy or too spooky uh, oh, yeah. kinda, and i can't tell you how many times it, it, it legit does it did it did scare me in some instances you know the switch, you, one, you, the switch one got me a couple of times it did you know, you're yeah. walking around casually and stuff's moving and all of a sudden, you know, uh, yeah. ghost kind of pops out of nowhere. And it's, uh, yeah, you are right. It is a very fine line to kind of get away with both of those things at the same time, as well as they do. And, and, and they did a very good job. So, yeah, I mean, we discussed it with Resident Evil, you know, how good it, uh, these games do with the laying down an atmosphere. Yes. If you don't have the right atmosphere, it can ruin uh, a game. It really can. Like, 100%. Take, you, take you out of it. Or, or a show or a movie, honestly, any, any of those things. Yeah. But then, of course, in 2019, you had Luigi's Mansion 3, which is my personal favorite. Uh, I play it uh, every year around October. I haven't played it yet this year, but I'm going to because I just love, 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 love and adore that game. Uh, so what's the, the basic plot of these games? You know, in the Mario games, the plot is always the same. You know, Bowser uh, walks in, waltzes in, steals a princess, kidnaps her. And then you're off to save her, and you go through these awesome levels to try to get her back, right? Uh, side note, Matt, have you heard this theory? There's a theory that goes that's going around that the real bad guy is Mario, and that Bowser and the princess are actually married 
but he keeps coming in and he's the one who's actually kidnapping her. I have heard that. And it is a very interesting fan theory. And it does make a lot of sense in my opinion. I, I can get behind it. It does check a lot of boxes. <laughs> it certainly does. Yeah. Uh, but the, basically in these games, uh, Mario is, well, like all three of them kind of have very similar bones to them in that Mario has, uh, is missing not the other game but mario is technically missing uh like he'll go into this mansion or whatever and you don't see him again and you got to go in after him and then thankfully professor e gad is there to help you is there to help you out and you're kind of off to the races you're in this haunted uh it's either a mansion or a hotel like it was on the switch one and you're going from room or floor to floor and uh trying to to save the day like on the switch one basically all the characters but luigi get kidnapped and the big reveal is oh i don't want to spoil this but let's just say uh there's a reason that they left luigi as the last one there's a purpose for it right uh, but that's kind of the games that's the gist of them i do think they have a really fun story to them they're not like uh going to win academy awards or anything but they're <laughs> a lot of fun and they really do a great job of setting that atmosphere like i said before and it even introduced two new characters to the Mario canon. These are characters that you see pop up in other Mario games now. That, of course, is Professor E. Gad. And King Boo shows up here, the King of the Boos. That is right. That is his debut, isn't it? We just had, yeah. we just had right, just plain old booze before that. Yeah, plain old booze. Plain old booze. <laughs> Not the King Boo. That, I didn't even think about that. I forgot. I thought that King Boo made an appearance in like Super Mario World, but it, actually makes way more sense that he's a prime villain for this okay yeah yeah uh so that's luigi's mansion in a nutshell that's how he's kind of came to be up to today i'm sure they're going to bring out another game in a couple years because uh the one for the switch did really really well it's the best selling one i mean we'll we'll talk about that but it was its best selling one so matt let's get into it matt stats with luigi's mansion to save Mario from the supernatural. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion. Only for Nintendo GameCube. Rated E for everyone. All righty, everybody. So Luigi's Mansion, there's not a whole lot of stats to kind of go off of. Um, I was looking for some deeper stats about ghosts, ghouls, all sorts of fun stuff. But, um, but we do have the sales, all right? Well, Matt, uh, before you get into that, I do have a question. Sure. I meant to ask us when we were first starting, but we got way more into Luigi than we did the ghost part. Uh, ghost. I know you and I are both really into supernatural stuff. We are. I mean, I do history creeps for crying out loud, but ghost, A, do you believe? And B, have you ever had any experiences? I have actually. Yes and yes and yes. I have never seen a ghost with my eyes. Um, however, I did go ghost hunting at um about 10 11 years ago a friend of mine in rochester had a uh he had a friend we had an apartment up there and he goes yeah this guy's got ghosts i'm like what he's like yeah we got ghosts i'm like all right we're coming to investigate so we went there and uh it was creepy right off the bat we killed the lights 
I have a camera out. Um, and we, had, we brought another friend and we start, you know, we start hearing stuff, hearing things go thump, um, hearing, uh, well, actually we, we, we did see a, uh, a curtain rod move, like the curtain oh. for shower curtain move. Yeah. We were in there for about 45 minutes trying to find this thing. And we come out, we come out to the living room area that keep in mind, it's just myself, my two friends, nobody else. And the stove top is on. Like the, uh, the top of the, the stove, it's on. Yeah. We can see the light. We're like, holy crap. We're like, okay, this is getting intense. We turn it off. We go, we, we go back into the bathroom where we seen the, uh, that curtain move. It had uh, where, where we had left it, it. I think we left it open. It was closed. And then we started to smell something. We went back outside. That stove top was back on and it was red hot. Wow. It was like turned up to like eight or nine or something like that. Yeah. So I have had experiences in ghost hunting before. So, and, and yes, I am very much a, uh, very much a believer when it comes to that sort of thing. Yeah. So I definitely think there's something, right? Like there's obviously something. And I've had a couple of experiences. Uh, one of them was uh, my friends, my very close friends used to go to this church that was really old and uh, they were like, it's very old. So uh, my friends had uh, were very prominent members of this church. So they get, we got easy access to it. Right. Right. And there's this room that we couldn't go into because it was locked and they didn't have a key for it. It was locked. And this was about one o'clock at night and we're there and we start hearing stuff and there's obviously something like furniture moving around in that other room. And it was loud and it was easy to hear. And it was very, very freaky. Uh, so that's one. And another time I was with them and cause they share a very similar interests that I do. Right. And there's a, there's a very big and old cemetery in uh near me not too far from me and we went there and they had a brand new jeep and freshly uh charged and ready to go cameras and the second we got it out it wasn't even 10 minutes we were there uh, all all the batteries died in that and we're like well this is getting really weird and freaky so uh we couldn't really do anything anymore because all the batteries were, were dead and we didn't have anything to charge them so we got in the jeep and the Jeep battery died. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, the Jeep wouldn't start uh, right away. So we're like, well, oh, uh, eventually it did start, thankfully, but that was really weird. Even so, and, that was probably like a little bit of a warning. Yes. And then I've had some weird things at my own house. Nothing to the point where like I'm scared or anything like that. Uh, but like, uh, you know, one time I was by myself and I heard singing in another room, like a very light singing. Uh, something like that but like i've never felt uh like uh you know like it's something that was out to get me or anything like that right well that's good yeah very i mean it's, it's cool that you had those experiences though i mean it's a little uneasy but you know there's so many people that just don't believe and yeah. I, you know they got to see it to believe it and that blew my mind that like all this stuff that all this time i invested in ghost hunting stuff was like uh, you know ghost hunting tv shows and and YouTube videos, I was like, okay, well, it's it's justified now. I'm not yeah. crazy. I'm not crazy. Yeah, there's definitely something for sure. For sure. So, um, so yeah. So, uh, so I'm glad. Actually, I'm really glad you brought that up. But uh, I don't get to talk about my ghost stuff too much. I don't. But um, 
but yeah, so stats for this game, all right, it didn't do a good job in Japan. It actually did pretty abysmal. That's we wild just, to me. Isn't it, right? Japanese has a very, um, I think, spiritual culture, too. They do, yeah. So I, I'm not certain, but it only sold around 348,000 units total in Japan, the very first wow. one. But um, but in America, it did, it did insane. It outsold um, Super Mario 64 in its opening week. I don't have the figures for that, but it did. And uh, it did uh, two point. The very first game did two point one nine million units. So wow, it is actually the fifth best selling game on the GameCube of all time. Which is saying something considering how bad and poorly it did in Japan. Right, a hundred percent. You know, it's it's a big testament to, um, you know, to that. And and honestly, the GameCube's library is is pretty big. It's not as big as it's not nearly as big as the PS2s, but um, but it's still crazy to hear that it did it did that well. One of the earlier games did as well as it did. So uh, the second one, the second one, uh, not nearly as well. It did about Japan numbers. It actually did better in Japan. The the second one for the 3ds did better in Japan than um than it did in America. So the second one in the U.S. Uh, sold 400 and oh wait no. Pardon me. Pardon me. That was in April. That was upon initial release. I apologize for that. So um, 415,000 units went. Um, it's it's uh, during the month of April 2013, which is when the game came out. And in Japan, it did 505, uh, 515.9 um, upon release. So, uh, But overall, though, as of September 2017, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon sold 5.45 million units. So I apologize for the little hiccup at, at first. But um, but but yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it ended up doing pretty well. I th- it obviously outsold the original one, so yeah, the portability goes a long way. And then Luigi's Mansion Three, of course, the most recent one that came out for the wonderful, wonderful Nintendo Switch worldwide. Nine point five nine million copies, so it outsold the previous two combined. It's one of the it's one of the best selling Nintendo Switch games of all time which is pretty good. It's been out for a few years now. There's been a couple of big titles that have come out since. Yeah, I would say Animal Crossing probably dwarfed it, but that's... I am curious as to what is number one. Animal Crossing was a good time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, they did a uh, they did a great job with it. And that, I mean, that, that's pretty much our stats segment right there. But, but yeah, I mean, it has staying power. It's not one of those systems that, you know, it, it, it's done well with the concept that less is more. Right? Uh, it's never, there's not a new Luigi's Mansion game coming out every three to five years. It's been about every 10. And the demand is so high because of the lack of new games that when they come out, they do very, very well. And Johnny made a good point earlier. It would not surprise me after the sales of this past one, if they decided to come out and, and do a Luigi's Mansion 4 at some point. So, but that is it, everybody. Uh, yeah. Real quick. Oh, yes. I've yes. looked it up, the top-selling Switch games, because I was curious about this, too. Despite how well Luigi's Mansion sold, it is not even in the top 10, according really? to Wikipedia. Yeah, number one would be Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which I get, because that's like the ultimate Mario Kart game. Yeah. Uh, with uh, 37.08 million. As of, This is all as of June 30th, to, uh, 2021. 
Uh, then number two is Animal Crossing, the new one for the Switch. It's right behind it at 33.89 million. And then uh, I'm not going to do all these, obviously, but the number uh, three was Super Smash Brothers Ultimate at 24.77 million. And then Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, and Pokemon Sword and Shield round out your top five. Okay. Sorry. Um, so, um, yeah, that's very interesting. So, I mean, Switch is a, a really good mix of games. I think the portability factor has is, is gone a long yep. way with it. So, yeah, you can poop and play. Poop and play. That's right. <laughs> All right. Now it is time. Let's go learn some stuff and things with Johnny's Did You Know? Speaking of pooping and playing, Matt, uh, why is Luigi green? Let's talk about it. <laughs> uh, well, of course, because during the time when Luigi was created, there were a lot of limitations to hardware, and that comes down to even down the colors they could use. Uh, there was a game that came out uh, bef- kind of right before, it's, or really kind of around the same time, but right before uh, that Mario brothers game that we all know that's iconic where you're running and jumping there's one where you play as both mario and luigi it's just one screen and you got enemies that are trickling around and there's two pipes in it if, if i showed you the screen for it you would recognize it right away right but they were like well what colors can we use here mario was already red we needed a color to make to make them be different we didn't want just two of the same exact same looking color guys running around so they were like uh well what color are the enemies? One of the enemies on the screen is red and the other one's a green turtle that we all kind of know now. So let's make Luigi green. That's literally how they did it. That's how they came up with the color. No kidding. Yeah. That's easy. That's pretty easy. That is interesting though. Here's one of my favorite ones. As a strange guy walks behind you. (laughs) In 2013, have you played this game? Man, I'm going to have to find this game and play it. In 2013's Castlevania Lords of Shadows. I am not, no. Uh, I like Castlevania games, but I haven't played any like past the uh, Super Nintendo. Right. Uh, but in that game, you can find throughout the throughout Dracula's castle, you'll find skeletons of knights who've come before to try to take them out. And on these skeletons, they'll have notes on them. And one of them has a note that says, and I'm quoting the note here, the terrible state of the pipes down here would perturb even my brother Mario. Oh, interesting. So it's obviously saying, hey, this is Luigi. <laughs> what a terrible fate awaited him. <laughs> That's crazy. That's really dark. Yeah. That is really neat. Uh, Luigi's Mansion was not technically Luigi's first game in which he starred in. In 1992, and I do not recommend this game, but I know out of sheer curiosity, if you don't know about it, you'll check it out. Uh, but Mario is Missing came out for, I think it was NES, Super NES, and PC. And it's an educational game. A ge- uh, I think it's all about geography, mostly. Yeah. And uh, Nintendo would probably want you to forget about it. It's it's not necessarily what you would say is is good <laughs> no nobody's ever clamored for a mario is missing remaster <laughs> yeah, that's true. or a sequel for that yeah. matter it's kind of a star wars christmas special of mario games yeah that's fair they don't really they don't really talk about it uh, uh you know one of the 
more popular enemies for Mario games is the shy guys. Those those little guys who have like a, who wear a mask, you know. Yeah, and they're very iconic. But only one person has ever seen their true face, and that is Luigi. Uh, Luigi in 2004's Mario Power Tennis, uh, a shy guy trips and falls right down in front of Luigi, and his mask comes off. You don't get to see the actual face because it gets kind of at an angle where you don't see the face. Right. You see Luigi's reaction to seeing his face, and he is shocked and terrified of this. So this has led to a lot of fan theories about what, about just who this character could be for real. Okay. Uh, Luigi's mansion actually could have been even darker than what it was. Uh, they had originally had plans that were thrown out, of course. Uh, one of them was to have this, this ghost who was a hunter and he wanted to hunt down Luigi and take his head as a trophy. It's what he was after. Uh, well, and also they had a, another idea that they scrapped that t- you had, tw- you had 24 real hours to beat the game. And if you didn't beat the game in that, the mansion and Mario and everyone inside that you're trying to save would disappear and you didn't save them. I thought that was an early thing. I thought some of the early, the very first editions of that game, I th- I think that, well, I could be mistaken. I thought that's what I read, but it, but, but that is very true, which is it's an interesting, like, um, it's an interesting, uh, you know, stakes. it's just stakes for it, you yeah. know, 24 hours of game time to, to, to unlock that. And I mean, listen, it can be done, no doubt, but it's, uh, it, it does add an extra challenge to it. Yeah. I think you should go back and maybe do that, but like at a harder difficulty or something like that. I like that. Yeah. Like a little survival yeah. mode kind of thing. I, I would dig that yeah. a lot. Uh, it's been long rumored that Luigi was going to be a playable character in Super Mario 64, the original one for the Nintendo 64. But that's not actually true uh, due to limitations of that hardware. They did, when they were first making the game, have an idea of Luigi being in there too, but they just couldn't make it work uh, and without really slowing the game down very a lot. Right. However, in the remake for the DS uh, titled Super Mario 64 DS, you can actually unlock Luigi to play as a uh, as a character if you play through the game. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah, Luigi got the shaft in a lot of games. Um, sure did. I think even Super, was he? He wasn't even Super Mario World, if I'm not mistaken. Was he? No, no. Uh, I think you're right in that. And also in Mario Odyssey, which is a fantastic game. Right. Yeah. There's not like no. He's barely in it at all. Right. He's in. He's in it, but barely. Okay. Barely, which is yeah. shameful. So very shameful. Uh, and here's we're going to end on my favorite one. Throughout his career in, in games, Luigi has had many nicknames, uh, and I'm going to just give you a list of some. <laughs> and uh, uh, one of them being the Eternal Understudy, the Eternal Understudy, King of the Second Bananas, <laughs> Long John Spaghetti. <laughs> And my favorite one, here's my favorite one, the ultimate best nickname ever, the Plunger Puss. The Plunger Puss. Yeah. Who, the Plunger Puss. Who came up with that one? Is there... Apparently that was in Mario is Missing. Like, that's one of the nicknames he was given. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, that makes but... a whole, that just, that makes you want to play the game even more now. <laughs> the Plunger just Puss. To see, just to see Plunger Puss. When I go back into pro wrestling, that's going to be my nickname, the Plunger Puss. That's going to be my finisher. <laughs> The plunger puss. <laughs> oh man, that is a great, 
like if somebody told me that was their finisher in wrestling, I I would have to make one. <laughs> I would have to see it. Uh, there's just no getting around that. All right, but that was my did you know for Luigi's Mansion. Let's get into where Luigi uh, Luigi's Mansion stands in pop culture today. <laughs> Well, Matt, with the fact that a game just came out a couple years ago and did really super well, that should tell you something. Uh, Luigi, I think, is becoming more and more of a popular character with people. I mean, uh, he was honestly in the Super Mario Kart 8, the standout. He got all the memes with the death stare and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Luigi really stands out. People love Luigi. I remember when the they were showing trailers for uh, the new, the newer, the newest Super uh, Smash Brothers that came out on the Switch. And that one even hinted that Luigi was dead. I was oh yeah, right. And I wasn't alone in that. A lot of people were very, very mad about that. Like, you can't kill Luigi. It's Luigi, man. No, he's the best. Yeah, so people love Luigi. And honestly, uh, as the years go on and on, people really love the supernatural stuff. You know, ghosts have become really, really popular. Ghost hunting in itself is becoming a huge thing. People love shows about ghosts. I mean, that's what... That's the only thing that Discovery Channel really plays anymore is ghost stuff. Right. Because it's what people will watch. And I don't see that going down anytime soon. So as long as those two things, the love of Luigi and the love of ghosts and the supernatural and the unknown, uh, as long as those things keep going up and up, and I do think they will, there's always going to be a place for Luigi's Mansion. And I would be shocked, honestly, if we don't get another one uh, in a couple of years. I would be really shocked. I agree. I certainly agree. Yeah, Luigi is is you know Luigi just as a character is one of the you know a top five sidekick character of all time. And like I said at the top of the show, I'm always rooting for those sidekicks who get their, uh, you know, just really get their time to shine, stepping out from somebody else's shadow. Um, and look, Luigi's Mansion, as you know, as we also said, less is more. Once every ten years or so, they've released a game. Well, it's like ten for one of them, and they. It, it, the spacing out has been a lot, you know, there's been a lot of bigger space of time in between than a lot of other games. And it does very well for itself. Luigi's four is like a must. Like you have to, right. You have to revisit it. This is something I would love to play in VR someday. Oh man. This just lends itself to that. Right. I actually think it's not VR, but they do have a first person arcade game of Luigi's mansion. I have played it at a at a lovely Dave and Buster's establishment here in West. I have not got to play that, but I've seen it and it looks really cool. It's pretty neat. They give you a little the little vacuum thing, and um, but man, yeah, VR would be would be tremendous. But as far as impact goes, everybody knows about the property. People are okay waiting for it. It gives you just enough where you can satisfyingly replay it over and over again for as long as you need to until until the next game eventually comes out. It's always been that way. I mean, people were, I remember people playing Luigi's Mansion in 07 and 08. And this is still, that's still four or five years away from the 3DS one. And people who never got a 3DS had to wait, you know, yeah. even longer than that for the, uh, for the, for the Switch version, if they ever got a Switch. So yeah, it's, it's place in history is uh, very, very important. Luigi has cemented himself as not just another sidekick character. He can, he can hold his own in a franchise, but, um, but those games are very good. You brought up a great point about the supernatural stuff. Everybody loves it. 
I fall asleep to, to go shows all the time. I fall, you know, it, I, I, last year my air conditioner broke in my apartment and I watched ghost videos so I can get the chills to stay cold. So, <laughs> swear to God, did it work, did it work? It, uh, for a little bit. And then it just got really bad again, but, yeah. uh, it, it did work for a little bit. So, um, you know, ghost culture, that stuff is never going to go away. So, but yeah, Luigi's mansion, yeah. Luigi's mansion. Number one. Yeah. I, Luigi's mansion. Number one. Uh, I totally agree. I mean, it's the reason that I wanted to switch was because of that game. So, yeah. Uh, but this was retro pops, Luigi's mansion, Matt, what are we going to talk about next time on retro? Pop? All right. So next month's theme that we decided on, uh, we're going to talk comic book characters, right? We haven't done that in a little while. I think the last time, <laughs> this is funny, actually. The last time we did a specific comic book character, it was our one-year anniversary show. No, was it one or what? We, it was some kind of anniversary show, some big deal. No, our ratings had shot up a ton, and we did Batman, and they plummeted yeah. <laughs> after that. <laughs> <laughs> we went from 18,000 in like one month to 2,000 the following month. So I was like, whoa, yeah. what happened? So we're going to try it again, Batman. apparently yeah. over <laughs> overrated scum. Um, <laughs> so we are going to, um, we are going to go with some superheroes. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite, uh, comic book heroes of all time. He's hated on a lot of people call him a, a douche of sorts, but I'm talking about one Scott Summers, AKA Cyclops. So, yeah, I'm very excited because like you, he is by far my favorite X-Man and I am very excited not only uh he's one of those characters where if somebody likes him i already automatically feel like i have a connection so the fact that you like him really helps uh i have other friends who like him it really helps that connection there right Uh, because everybody's uh team wolverine which i get wolverine's cool he's got the claws and stuff but uh man i'm ready to talk some cyclops but that is next time on retro pop uh in the meantime have a very safe halloween uh thank you for joining us on retro pop we very much appreciate each and every one of you and uh you know it's a me mario uh luigi's mansion go play some uh, that's a good way to bring in uh the halloween